What is up? And welcome in. It is Sunday, October 2nd, 2022. We are a day late. And the Loons might be a few points short as we head into decision day now. Uh, needing some sort of result, most likely, to clinch a playoff spot following their 2-0 win. Or 2-0 loss, excuse me, in San Jose against the Quakes. What's going on? Thanks for tuning in. Jeremy Rushing here. Like I said, day after edition of Post Loons. And seeing as... Straights are very, very dire right now. We're taking the format. We are crushing it. We're throwing it out the window. This is a, I'm going to call this just a strictly sound off episode of Post Loons where, you know, forget the three things, forget the match moments. There were no three things to take away from this. They were all bad. There were no match moments that really mattered from Minnesota United standpoint. There's really nothing within the structure of the usual show that's going to provide any value to you in this episode being straight up so this is a sound off episode so what we're going to do is this if you're watching on youtube need you to go ahead and drop a question or comment in the chat give us any take any thought any feeling any question you want to ask as we head now into decision day with the loons clinging to playoff life and like i said probably needing some sort of result to clinch that playoff spot so whatever you're feeling at the moment drop that in the chat we will address it on the air as well. Um, if you're watching over on Twitter and you want to get involved in the conversation, you want to leave that question, that thought, that that hot take, that comment, go ahead and head over to our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search Soda Soccer or search Post Loons, and you'll be able to find us there. Tonight's episode basically is going to run on your comments, on your questions, sound off in the chat. But before you do that, we're going to go ahead and get some of these out of the way and shout out our shout out our sponsors. Um, the first one we're going to do is Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. So as you are getting those questions and comments in, we're going to shout out our friends over at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. 801 South Ninth Street in Minneapolis is where you can find them. Um, not only do they have coffee now in their dining area, but they have beer in their dining area now from Udapils, Castle Danger, a lot of great local beers are served there. Um, so if you want to go out and enjoy some great soccer on the TV, or you want to go and check out the great pickup soccer that's happening over there, you can do that. Um, if you want to play pickup soccer, they have a great uh, pickup schedule. There are pickup sessions going on pretty much every day, every night of the week. Um, something that it can accommodate your schedule and your skill level. Not only is there regular pickup, there's 40 plus pickup, there's women's only pickup. So whatever your speed is, there's a pickup session for you. Just go to ninthstreetmpls.com. You can see it there, N-I-N-T-H-S-T-R-E-E-T-M-P-L-S.com to get yourself signed up or learn all about our friends over at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. Cannot thank Derek Swanson and the team over at Ninth Street enough for uh, helping us out here on Post Loons and the Soda Soccer uh, post-game show here as we are a day late, but uh, a lot to get to a couple of questions in the chat. Chris Alphabet getting it started says, we've been terrible or we've been horrible and I have no hope, but all M and UFC need to have happen on decision day is to win and the three in front of them not to win. Yeah, that's the crazy thing about this. Um, if you are following along tonight's action in MLS, you will see that, I don't know if this match is final yet, but uh, last time I saw the scoreline, Houston was actually beating Nashville 2-0, which means that LA Galaxy have the four spot just two points ahead of Minnesota at this point. So while Minnesota are clinging to playoff life one point ahead of the playoff line, there is also a almost just as likely scenario of them missing the playoffs of as of them getting that four spot and actually hosting a playoff match and achieving that goal. That is how wild the situation is 
And John Marthaler tweeted this out. Um, and I'm going to paraphrase this because I don't have the tweet in front of me. But um, with seven games left of the season, the way things have shaken out and the way points have gone, with seven games left, Minnesota needed just two points out of those seven matches to secure a playoff spot. Through six of those matches, they've only gotten one of those two necessary points. Uh, a draw and you're in on uh, on Saturday. Um, or, yeah, uh, Sunday uh, against Vancouver. Um, a win and you could actually still get the four spot in the West. So you could miss out on the playoffs completely or you could get the four spot. Both those scenarios are almost just as likely at this point, which is absolutely bonkers to think about. Uh, big thanks to uh, Chris for the question, for the comment there. Um, if you um, if you have any questions or comments that you want to drop in the chat as we get moving along here, uh, please do so. But just looking back a little bit at this San Jose game, again, I don't have really any three things, any, any huge takeaways from this one. But if you were to... Bring in somebody who has no idea, you know, the, the way things have gone in MLS. They don't know where Minnesota is in the standings. They don't know who's, where San Jose is in the standings. You just said, hey, here, watch this match. And tell me, which of these two teams you think is battling for a playoff spot and which of these two teams you think has nothing to play for? Because San Jose has absolutely nothing to play for. They are near the bottom of the West. They are not making the playoffs. While Minnesota, obviously, is battling for playoff life. If you would have put somebody in who just has no idea, no context as to which team was which, they would have 100% told you that San Jose was the team battling for the playoff spot and Minnesota had nothing to play for. Minnesota United played like the team who has nothing to play for last night. And that is super concerning, (laughs) obviously, as you head down the stretch here. Because you would think this is the time where things get turned up to 11 where the effort takes a huge step up, um, almost maybe to a fault. Maybe you get caught out on a counter because you're pushing so hard to get a goal. That type of thing did not happen. The Loons were far more tentative. They were far less on the front foot. They were far less intentional and urgent with their attack. It was just, uh, it was really shocking, honestly, to see that performance last night. Uh, Eric Grady jumping into the uh, chat says our offense has disappeared and our defense is slow and porous. How could we possibly turn it around? That's a, that's a great question. And what's interesting here is obviously this has all happened since Bakai Debasi went down with a season ending injury, but I also don't think the defense has really been the biggest problem here. The loons just haven't found a way to score goals. And maybe that's due to the omission of, I mean, their they're starting front three, front four, hasn't been together really much this entire time either. Bangi Hlangwani out for the rest of the regular season. Robin Lud's been in and out. Reynoso's been in and out. Fragapane's been in and out. They haven't had their starting front four together in a while. And in the, in the beginning of the season, you think, okay, down the stretch, maybe they'll be missing a guy or two. It's like, okay, that's fine because we have all this depth, right? We have this this depth that that we've been told that, that this team is bringing in. You know, we've been been high on these signings and it just hasn't really come to be. But also, you got to look in the midfield too. Um, Robin Lud's pre- presence in the midfield, I think for as, as many gold stars as he has gotten and for as much praise as he has gotten both amongst the team, the media, the the 
the people who follow this team, it's almost underrated still of his impact in the midfield because you see how things go without him now. Uh, Kervin Ariaga has been less than great, um, to say the least. Uh, and it's just been one of these instances where you haven't really gotten quality in any in or the quality you need in any in any third. The defensive third has been lacking a little bit, obviously, with the absence of Debassi. Uh, the defensive midfield has just not been to the quality that you need it to be. And that's when Minnesota United is at its most dangerous when they have a strong defensive midfield that's shutting down attacks before they happen. They have not really had that all season. We thought we had really something uh, special with Kervin Ariaga, and maybe he could still be something special in the future. But during the stretch, he really has not been somebody that has stepped up and taken the initiative and taken the reins and been an impact player in this uh, in this stretch. Actually, a few mistakes have directly led to conceding goals by Kervin Ariaga. That's been a huge issue as well. So they're just you, you could poke holes in this in this Minnesota United lineup up and down in terms of performance. Um, but going back to the San Jose match and how I mean you don't expect Minnesota United to be on the opposite end of the stats as much as they were because of the the situation they were in. You thought they would be the team that would really push, push, push. But it was San Jose on the front foot and San Jose getting the better of the attack pretty much all match long. 55% possession for the Quakes. Um, expected goals, 1.66 for the Quakes, only 1.19 for the Loons. Total shots, 18 for San Jose, 6 on target. 15 shots for the Loons, but only 2 on target. They were not getting any quality opportunities all match long. Um, I mean, yeah, that's 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 the game right there. And you really don't expect Minnesota United the way they've been playing and the way the the desperation that you would hope to see from this team in this match just was not there. And it was lacking big time going into Vancouver. Now you would think once again, we would see a little bit of desperation uh, in front of the home fans decision day, need a result to make the playoffs. You would think, okay, let's 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 turn this up a little bit and let's push and let's let's try to secure a playoff spot but you thought they would do that against san jose and they didn't so i guess time will tell um uh how things work uh out in that uh in that uh decision day match against vancouver uh chris alphabet says the players looked like they didn't care feels like heath has lost the locker room to some level there was an interesting quote from adrian heath obviously you would expect last night's post-game press conference to be to be interesting. And I tweeted this out earlier today. And I'm going to pull up the exact quote. Well, I don't pair it here. Um, I'm on the Soda Soccer Twitter, not on my own Twitter. So give me one second here as I, as I pull this quote up. But um, all right. Tweets. Let's get there. All right. So he said, quote, he was asked about the reasoning for the team's lack of energy in the stretch and how that how, – how it – how this team can show such a lack of energy considering the desperation time that they're in battling for a playoff spot. Heath response is quote, I wish I knew maybe it's the makeup of some of the people we've got. Maybe we have to look at that. End quote. I have not been. And I I'm still will consider myself not. You won't ever see me tweet hashtag hashtag Heath out. But this is a really jarring passing of responsibility. 
uh, throwing everybody else under the bus for besides yourself for the lack of performance. Maybe it's the makeup of some of the people we've got. I feel like a lot of managers in this instance would take some responsibility for that. Maybe mention that that they need to be better. That, you know, they need to make some changes. That maybe what they have been doing hasn't been working. Whether that's true or not, that's kind of part of your job as the manager of this team is to bear the brunt of that criticism that the team is going to receive, whether it's your fault or not is almost irrelevant. You are the face of the organization in a way as the head coach, you need to take that on the chin, in my opinion. Um, And in this instance, Again, I'll read the quote again. Quote, I wish I knew. Maybe it's the makeup of some of the people we've got. Maybe we have to look at that. That is very much saying, oh, nope, it's not me. It's the players. It's the guys we have on the field. They're not performing. They're not up to the standard. They're not doing what I'm asking them to do. And even if that's the case, you need to to take at least part of that responsibility in my opinion. And this is just a very, very uh, eye-opening passing of the buck of responsibility from Adrian Heath here. Um, Really, uh, really interesting there from from Heath, to say the least. Eric Grady said, uh, some of the players played hard last night. Like I thought, Trap played hard, but he still played very badly. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't want to say that there was no effort given by the team. Um, there really did seem to be a lack of intentionality and a lack of purpose and a lack of urgency, but I also don't necessarily want to equate that to a lack of effort either. I thought that, um, you know, there were instances where the team was playing hard and you can tell they were giving it effort. Um, but there's a difference between that and translating to, to quality. And we saw no quality against San Jose. Um, if you're watching and you want to leave a question, comment, thought, hot take, please do that. While I go ahead and shout out friends over at Pence Homes, P-E-N-T-Z Homes.com. If you are in the market buying, selling, both, hit up, hit up his team. They have the team and the technology to help guide you through this process in a way that is going to take a lot of that stress off of you. Again, I say this all the time. As somebody who, you know, just about a year and a half ago bought or sold a townhouse, bought a new house all at the same time. One of the most stressful times of my life. So it's 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 physically impossible for a realtor to take all of that stress off your shoulders. But you want to find somebody who's going to take a lot of that off and really help put you uh, your mind at least at some level of ease. And that's what name this team do. They have a very relaxed approach. They kind of give it to you straight. They tell you what's going to happen. They kind of walk you through the process. Um, whether it's your first time, whether it's your fifth time, doesn't matter. Nate and his team know how to handle your situation and make sure that you're getting the most out of every part of the process. Buying, selling, both, doesn't matter. Nate and his team can help you out. So hit them up. Go to their website. You can see it right here, P-E-N-T-Z-Homes.com. ton of five-star reviews. You can read um, you know, a lot of other people's great experience with Nate and the, the, the Pence Homes team. Um, and again, if you're in the St. Paul, Minneapolis area, if you're anywhere in the metro and you're in the market, hit up Nate and the team at Pence Homes, P-E-N. TZHomes.com. Cannot thank them enough for helping us out on post loons here. Uh, Chris Alphabet, 
back in the chat says, how does the attack still have seemingly no chemistry? Like how? It, it, it's pretty simple. And I don't know if this is a byproduct of Heath's system or not, but it seems like if there's any instance at all where the any part of the pitch is not getting two, three, four, five consecutive games together, that chemistry seems to drop off significantly. If there is any movement, any pulling in or putting or pulling out or putting back in any pieces that are moving in or out, it just seems to completely ruin the chemistry. I think of late last season when we finally got the, the front four, uh, which had Adrian Anu up top um, on the pitch together, continuity for three, you know, three, four, five matches in a row. We saw things start to click in the middle of this season. When you had guys on the pitch consistently, you Reynoso was not getting yellow card accumulation. Fragapane was not getting yellow card accumulation. Bongi was healthy. Amaria was healthy. When all four of those guys were able to stay on the pitch together and stay on the pitch for a significant amount of time, you know, again, weeks on end where none of them are missing time. It's really, that's when things go. But if you pull one piece out of that equation, Let's say Bongi misses a, a match or two. Let's say Franco misses a match or two. Ray, then that chemistry just seems to get ruined. And again, I don't know what that what the reasoning for that could be, but there really is. Um, there really is seems to be that that lack of chemistry when those guys aren't able to get that consistent time on the pitch together, which makes sense to a level, but at the same time, you need to be able to withstand certain omissions from the lineup every now and then because that just happens over the course of an MLS season. And if you can't withstand that and you can't still put a quality product on the field without your starting front four, then maybe you don't have the depth that we were led to believe that you had uh, prior. But now you go into decision day against Vancouver. And yes, Chris mentioned in the chat a little bit ago, um, Houston and Nashville just went final 2-1. Houston beats Nashville. Playoff teams are, are losing to non-playoff teams uh, left and right. So it's not, it's not just the loons. So I don't know if that makes you feel any better or not. But when we look at uh, the standings, I'm going to bring them up on FootMob here in just a second. Um, the crazy part of this, and I, and I mentioned this earlier, but I'm going to mention this again. So the loons, 45 points. They are one point ahead of RSL in eighth. But guess who is two points back of the playoff line heading into decision day? You guessed it. The Vancouver Whitecaps. Vancouver, just like Minnesota, has everything to play for. And you saw how flat Minnesota came out on Saturday against a team that had nothing to play for. Now you're hosting a Whitecaps team that is playing to literally leapfrog you in the table. I believe the way things are shaking out, actually, if Vancouver wins, they're in. They'll leapfrog Minnesota. So you are going to be, it's it's whoever wins is in. That's That's the situation for Minnesota and Vancouver on Sunday. Whoever wins is in. That probably means we're going to get a draw. But that's great for Minnesota. But at the same time, that's the situation you're going into. And then you look ahead of you in the table. So you're on 45 points in seventh. 
LA Galaxy are currently in fourth, tied with Nashville, both on 47 points. So you're only two points back of fourth as well. So that home playoff spot's still not out of the question. Crazy to think about, but that home playoff spot's still not out of the question as you head into, into decision day. But you could also just miss out on the playoffs completely, and you probably will if you lose to Vancouver on Sunday. And the way this team has been playing as of late, Kerbin Arriaga is going to be missing decision day on yellow card accumulation. Um, it's uh, in, There's not a lot of confidence to be had. Um, but anyways, it'll be interesting to see how things shake out, uh, both with the lineup. Um, we'll see if Robin Lud is able to get back. Um, I don't believe we'll see Bongi Longwani back on Sunday. So Ray's, Ray will be there. Uh, you know, fingers crossed nothing happens in training this week. Uh, Franco will be there. Fingers crossed nothing happens in training this week. Amaria will be there. Fingers crossed nothing happens in training this week. So you'll have, you'll have a, your, your mostly healthy roster. It's either probably going to be Robin Lud on the right or Mender Garcia on the right, but without Kervin Ariaga, even if Lud is healthy, he's probably starting the defensive midfield. I know Eric Grady, I see in the chat saying you want Robin on the right, but, uh, without, without Ariaga, if Lud's healthy, he's probably going to be starting next to Voltrap. Uh, so I don't know, confidence level. I'm probably at like a solid five. I'm probably 50, 50. I don't know what is going to happen. I'll be there on Sunday, uh, holding my breath for 90 minutes, probably maybe passing out at some point. Who knows? But it's just crazy. The, the, the situation that Minnesota has put themselves in. When you think about seven matches to go, really only needing two points to secure a playoff spot in those seven matches and still six matches later, not getting the two points uh, that that you, you know, needed to secure. And now you need to get a result on decision day to secure a playoff spot. Um, this is the, this will go down. I'm, and I'm going to end on this note, guys. Thank you so much for the questions and comments. Uh, we're going to wrap this up here pretty quick, but if Minnesota loses on Sunday and they miss out on the playoffs. It will go down as one of the all-time Minnesota sports collapses. There have been a lot of them. But with a month left in the season, to be sitting in third with second not out of the realm of possibility, and then a month later miss out on the playoffs, that will be an all-timer. And obviously that will will raise a lot of questions in the offseason. However, if they find a way to get all three points on Sunday and somehow find themselves fourth in the table when it's all said and done, maybe this stretch is all forgotten. Maybe that's enough to get the confidence back where you know, you host Nashville, for example. Very winnable game. You went to Nashville over a month ago and beat them, and they've been not in, not in great form. Even if you, even if you, let's say you get a draw on Sunday and you stay in seventh, you're going to an Austin team that has not been playing well as of late either. Dominic Jose Bazonio and I were actually talking on the 10,000 Pitches podcast. When you take the seeding out of it and you just look at the, the potential matchups, obviously you want to host a game at Allianz Field. But let's say that doesn't happen. Let's say you're going on the road 
in the first round of the playoffs. Just hypothetical here. When you look at the possible matchups, which of those matchups actually seem most winnable to you? Dominic said Nashville. I said Austin. To play Austin, though, you're going to have to stay in seventh. So obviously you don't necessarily want to you know, leave it up to the gods like that. But um, yeah, this is, again, another white-knuckle decision day, just like it was last year. They found a way to get the result they needed on decision day last year to secure that playoff spot. Can they do it again this year? Yeah, two teams who are fighting for a playoff spot. Um, if I had to make a prediction, I'm probably going to say like 1-1 draw and the Loons finish seventh and they'll go to Nashville or they'll go to Austin, I mean, for the first round of the playoffs. That is pro- uh, that's my prediction as of now. But again, if they win, they could get fourth. If they lose, they're done. That's 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 the position. It's actually pretty simple when you look at it because even though they're in seventh on decision day, the team that they're playing is two points back. So you cannot lose and still make the playoffs if you're Minnesota because Vancouver will leapfrog you. So you need at least a draw. A draw will secure a spot. A win could still get you a home playoff spot, a loss, and you're done. That's the situation for Minnesota. So uh, we will see what happens. For better or worse, we will be there at Allianz Field for post-loons, whether it's a season post-mortem or a playoff preview. Uh, We will be there Sunday, probably 7 p.m.-ish, after the Decision Day match to break it all down. And uh, hopefully you'll join us for post-loons then. Uh, But until then, try not to stress out too much this week. Try to relax while you can. Leave all that stress for Sunday. And we will talk to you then. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.